going on, everybody? Welcome to the Game Informer Show, a weekly podcast covering the video game industry. Join us every Thursday for a discussion about the latest gaming news, reviews, and exclusive reveals alongside Game Informer staff and special guests from around the industry. I'm your host, Alex Van Aken, and today I am joined by the newshound himself, the once and future informer, Wesley LeBlanc. What is going on, Wes? Hello. I'm just going to say I'm back every episode now. You, Perfect, never, you yeah. never know, right? You never know. Yeah. <laughs> Good to cover your bases. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and rounding this out, a, a rare three-person podcast this week, but we've got a special guest, a returning guest. You're going to love him. It's Jesse Vitelli. Hello, Jesse. Hello. Why would you give me such an intro? I've got to live up to that. Yeah, they know. gotta love like, me. I, now. I feel like people. I feel like people in general really like you. You're a positive guy. Thank you. I, You're funny. I try. Video game. But mama. now I gotta live up to these. That is, yeah, I'm video game mama, mom, cooking yeah, mama. Yeah, you are. That's me. Cooking cook, mama. Cook star uh, right here. If people aren't familiar with you, Jesse, if they happen to be new, they haven't seen you on the podcast, heard you on the podcast before, or seen you on our streams, give them a quick rundown. Where can they check out your work? Who are you? All that fun stuff. Oh, okay. Let's do a speed round. Uh, you can find my work at primagames.com where I'm a staff writer. Do everything from guides to reviews to news to previews to weird off the the rails internet posting. What uh, was the most Twitter. recent guide that you did? This morning I wrote a guide for Two Point Campus. Oh, cool. Um, a bunch of them, actually. Uh, so if you need some hot tips and tricks, you know where to where to go uh you need to increase the temperature in one of those buildings you come find me i'll teach you oh. how to do it what was the last physical guide you did the last physical guide i did was the axiom verge one and two prima games official strategy guide which came in today i realized that there's no video right now dang but wes and you alex can, get you to can see trust the, us the it's fire it's, it's beautiful it's like 200 pages that was put out by i am 8-bit limited run Limited Run. Limited, limited run. run did that bad boy. Uh, we did that a year ago. Uh, literally, yeah, we had it in our final draft like a week, like last year, a week ago. I remember when you were doing that whole thing. And now it is it is out in the wild. And people... It was a lot of work. People paid money for that. I wrote something and people paid for it. And that's a weird feeling. You're a published author. I'm waiting to see... Um, I'm waiting to get DMs on Twitter to tell me what's wrong, what I did wrong in that book. Hey, bro, hey bro there's a typo on page 200. <laughs> That's what I'm waiting for. <laughs> I co-wrote it though with uh, Lucas White over at Prima and uh, Jared Petty at Limited Run. It was a it was a fun project to work on. Yeah, that's rad. Where so people go check that out if you're into Axiom Verge, uh, or just wanna wanna support Jesse. Thanks. Uh, it's pretty cool. Y'all. Pretty awesome. Y'all put out a magazine every month. I did one book one time. Y'all do a magazine yeah, every month. But like you put out like I mean, that's 200 pages, right? Yeah, yeah and like. It is a guide, which is inherently a lot of pictures. So much work. You like pictures? Oh, you just—it was just a book of pictures. Uh, no, there's a lot of words in there. You have any big arrows that like point to like items on a screenshot? We, the cool thing is, uh, a lot of the text will have arrows pointing to which image it is referring to. Okay, because, that's like, cool. I, I, this isn't going to do anything for audio listeners, but like every page has like just a ton of artwork and images that are just like taking over the entire page so it's like yeah, a lot of like yeah. f- referencing which picture is which it looks like really good paper text. too yeah it's some quality stuff i don't know if it's as good as game informer gold but like it's it's good it's, quality uh, it's stuff. definitely better than regular game informer <laughs> 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 we print that stuff on 
Tissue paper. No, I'm just kidding. One grade above tissue paper. Two ply. Uh, so this week we're going to be uh, talking all about the near church mod. The whole fiasco. I'm, uh, not a fiasco. More of like a shenanigan, I would say. Some tomfoolery. Some tomfoolery. Mm. That's the better word. Uh, so if you're a fan of near automata, I'm sure you're already aware of this if you're a near fan. But uh, in case you aren't, we're going to be talking about the near church uh, we're going to be talking about our two-point campus review. Uh, myself and Jesse have been playing that game for a good while now. And then during the playlist, we're going to talk about uh, one of 2020's more slept-on games. I feel like that's fair to say. Ghost Runner. Wes has been playing that and has discovered his love for that game. Uh, and then we might even talk a little bit about the ending of Stray very briefly at the end of the show. Um, but yeah, that's what we have in store this week. Timestamps are in the description if you want to jump to a particular part of the show. Just want to also say thank you to Matt Storm. They are our new freelance audio editor for the Game Informer show. Matt and I go way back, like a year, two years. I don't know when I met Matt during the <laughs> pandemic. That's way and back. Matt is a very good podcaster, and they're a very good podcast editor. So go give them some love. You can follow them at DJ underscore Stormageddon. That's S-T-O-R-M-A-G-E-D-D-O-N. And go and listen to their podcast, Fun and Games. Uh, and they have a Mass Effect podcast called Reignite. So go check those out. Uh, and say thanks to Matt for us. We really appreciate all the work that Matt's doing for us. All right, let's get into the near church news. Jesse, you're going to be our guide through this wacky time. Uh, in the show notes, you know, we I've got two news stories, one from Game Informer, one from PC Gamer. Uh, the first, Jay wrote early on in this, this uh, what do we call it, this tomfoolery, this odyssey. And, you know, it was that near automata, there's a near automata player who discovered a secret room and it left data miners baffled. Uh, and this player was, uh, I believe they went by... Um, sad Futago. Yeah, Sad Futago. Uh, and then the famed data miner Lance McDonald was was trying to unearth, you know, whatever was going on. It became this whole thing in the near community on Reddit. There was a discord. Uh, there was a lot of stuff. And it was a several like four or five day long thing. Right, Jesse. And then it culminated in the fact that uh, a group of modders have now and figured out how to mod near automata and it was like this really big celebration. it was this really fun way to reveal because for a while it was very difficult or impossible to uh, mod that game and they were specifically showing off a mod of an area that had never you know nobody had ever seen something modded in this area is my understanding. And so it led to this whole investigation. People were curious if it was Yoko Taro, like playing pranks on people, trying to get them into, you know, an ARG or like this big, you know, uh, community driven event. They weren't sure if it was a mod. There were some people that thought it was and others thought, Hey, maybe this has just been in the game forever. And we we're just now finding it in this like PS4 version of the game um, that only this person can access. So, Jesse, I, I just give the overview. From your perspective, what the heck is going on? What was it like being a part of this, following along? Give it, Take us through the journey. So, like you said, this video surfaced on Twitter and other places, and it became apparent that someone had potentially found a 
secret area in the game uh in the copied city there was this wall you know just like normal part of the geometry but they found a hidden door that led them to this church right and at first that was the only video it was like them going down this ladder into this church and that was like all we had and people were like freaking out they were like what is this you know sad futago had posted Complete this with like animations that are animations like- dialogue uh a small little cutscene. the dialogue was had been reused dialogue from like other parts of the game so people were like is this a mod? Is this something new? We're not really sure. From my understanding, the modding community, there were no mods like this for Nier. They had tried, they hadn't been able to crack whatever it was to get this sort of mod into the game. So people kind of immediately dismissed it as a mod because they were like, if it is, how did this one person do this without, you know, the resources of the community or anything like that? But what if I told you that Sad Futago was not a person but was in fact three people whoa it was in fact raider b wolf of wolf and devil is revenge who are three modders in the community that had planted this seed because they wanted to show off the new modding tools that they had it was like a shared alter ego yeah and they wanted to use it to gain some traction and kind of surprise the community with this cool mod at the end and it started gaining more and more and more traction kind of made its way through the internet i was seeing tiktoks about it It was on reddit uh the near modding discord which is like a pretty small you know the game came out in 2017 there's not like a ton of mods for the game out there so like you know it's healthy but it's not huge it wasn't this level and so uh suddenly that discord i mean i joined it a bunch of people joined it because i needed to like you know i was kind of keeping tabs on i wanted to you know see what was going on uh thousands of people were in there you know it, the general chat was blowing up people were memeing people were doing all sorts of stuff become as gods and and this sad futago <laughs> becomes gods sad futago account started kind of drip feeding out more video so originally it was like a2 was in the church then 9s was in the church and there was a box that 9s could hack that unlocked a boss fight and that boss fight was like a shade from near replicant and like all these like little details starting to sort of hint at like is this replicant content? Are we getting a new Drakengard game? Uh, is there new near content? Is this cut content? We're not really sure. People were like remodeling the assets in the Discord and trying to figure out, you know, uh, it was a PS4 version on patch 1.0, but a Canadian version of the PS4 game. So did that make a difference? And, you know, people are running down the list of like everything possible that it could be. Uh, Yoko Taro you know, like commented on it and was basically like, if you want my insight on this, check my Twitter bio. And Yoko Taro's Twitter bio says, for any questions, like ask the publisher, I can't answer anything. Uh, so then yeah. people reached out to Square and they were like, we can't comment on this at this time. Uh, and then Saito got involved and was like, this seems like something Yoko Taro would do. And so the, that like fueled the community even more into like, what is this? This is the weird type of thing that Nier would do. People were theorizing that it was a, Willy Wonka golden ticket situation where this one disc happened to have this content on it and like we finally found it years later just like like any kind of (laughs) guess you could have at this thing is kind of like what it culminated in but then it did eventually culminate in this sort of like the near discord got a ping at like midnight on like Thursday and was like hey sad Futago is going to stream the like the ending of the church stuff at this time like everyone be there and then like three hours later or then like an hour later pushed it three hours so then like 4 a.m on like friday or thursday i don't remember the exact day uh they streamed basically all of the church stuff 
this like extra area afterward and then like announce that like hey this was a mod you know the three of us have been working on it we are sad futago like we're gonna release these mod tools open source anyone can use them uh we're gonna give them in the next couple days we got some like debugging we need to do with them before we like give them to y'all but it ended up just being this like really cool mod that the community had figured out and like the funniest part is these three uh raider b wolf of wolf and devil is revenge were in the discord like helping other modders try to figure out like what the church oh was gosh. about like they were undercover <laughs> uh and they've done some interviews since i think with pc gamer uh and some other folks so like if you're even in, more interested in like kind of their thought process of all of this like there's interviews out there with them now and stuff it's really cool that's awesome I, dude i love stuff like this I just wish somebody had like a camera and was like <laughs> documenting the whole experience because yeah. that'd be a great. The Discord documented a lot of it. People were taking screenshots and stuff and have cool people every night in the voice chat, like all the Discord voice chat servers were full and it was like people streaming themselves trying to figure out the church. There was someone streaming Hades in there the other night. Like one person was like playing a different game. A lot of people were just like screaming random things. Like it was just this huge party <laughs> in this discord, you know, for better or worse, it was kind of like mid two thousands internet sort of like stuff like going Baron's on chat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was, it, you got kind of got the whole gamut of the internet in that one, one fell swoop. That's, that's really cool. Wes, were you aware of this before we recorded? Have you had you heard yeah, about yeah. this? I'd kind of been watching it happen. It's the funniest thing to me out of all of it. I think in the PC gamer piece, they talked about how they didn't expect this to blow up and that they just wanted to confuse a few people on Twitter. Yeah. And it's like I'm not the biggest near like Automata fan. I played the game and liked it, but like it's not I'm not, you know, a, a near sicko. But like near sickos go hard there was no yeah. shot this wasn't gonna blow up and take over twitter and sure enough for like a week i was just seeing near tweets all the time um and it was fun to watch my my thing are people like okay or happy or satisfied with where it's all come to an end like if if i was getting teases of possible new content for a game or series i love and then it turned out to be a mod i feel like i might be a little disappointed i don't know yeah it, it kind of was split like you know I, I think a lot of people throughout the whole sort of adventure were kind of bracing themselves for it to just be some fun community thing uh there are definitely people out there i'm sure that are like upset that they're not getting dragon guard four or whatever they you know put in their head that this was uh but i think a lot of the community is just excited that there are like new tools to breathe life into this game and like do cool stuff with and that being said, like the switch port for near is coming out in October. So like, you know, you want to go play near again, like you're going to have a new way to play that game and stuff. So I, I think it's like, ultimately some people are probably disappointed, but I think most of what I've seen has been pretty positive. Uh, and also it's just like a cool adventure that everyone got to go on for like a week. So I think a lot of people were just so caught up in the, like, this is so much fun. Like we, when was the last time we had like a real Easter egg hunt like this before? Uh, it's been a while, so I think people ultimately were just excited to be along for the ride. Yeah, that rules. Uh, it was fun catching up on all of it afterward because I'd heard, yeah, I heard about it, and I was like, oh, "What a near church? Okay, like I'm just gonna keep playing Fortnite, whatever." <laughs> and then, then I was in Discord with you and Eric and Ken, and you all were talking about it at certain points, and yeah, it just quickly became a, a curiosity and pretty cool story uh, about like a community led uh event i like it a lot it's fun to theory craft yeah it is but yeah that's the the brief synopsis of the near church 
uh, like Jesse said, there's some more interviews maybe on PC Gamer. I mean, there was it's it's all over the place. So go to seek it out. You can probably just search near church and you'll find you'll find plenty uh, what you're looking for. Yeah. So let's get into the topic of the week. Um, this is going to be our two point campus review discussion. Now, neither Jesse or I we're recording this a few days before um, our reviews actually go up. I'm going to Evo. I'm going to Vegas for Evo. So recording this a few days early, and so we aren't ready to share our scores yet, but we're going to kind of kind of share our general thoughts on the game, uh, general review impressions, you know, uh, of Two Point Campus. And of course, if you aren't sure what we're talking about, um, Two Point Studios, they created uh, Two Point Hospital a few years back. Was was that kickstarted? Was that a kickstarter? I feel couldn't like, tell you. I I feel like it was. Uh, and a, an easy Google search will. We tell have to. Me. We have to look into it now. You said it all out. Yeah, uh, it was not a Kickstarter. I'm wrong. It just seemed like a Kickstarter game to me. You know, you get those vibes, uh, like something with like a big community behind it. You typically, oh, Kickstarter was not. Um, but Two Point Hospital came out a few years back, uh, and it was supposed to kind of reinvent, reinvigorate uh, the old days of like Theme Hospital and Tycoon Games. Um, and now Two Point Campus is the follow-up to Two Point Hospital. It is out on, I believe, uh, it's going to be on Switch, Xbox, PlayStation. Uh, I've been playing it on PC and, and Steam Deck. Um, but yeah, it's a sim game. You are managing a campus, and you go about, I would say, the general synopsis uh, of Two Point Campus. There's kind of like a loop, right? So you are educating, you are nurturing and you are expanding. Those are the three words they say in the the tutorial level of the game to kind of give you a clear picture of your goals. So your main goal is to make money, right? Um, but how do you make money? Well, you have to have uh, students that are satisfied and happy, and they have to be making good grades because that affects your rating as a school, which affects your you know your school as a business. People aren't going to want to come and spend money if you have poor ratings. And so it's this really fun loop of, um, you know, building out, you'll start, you'll start small and they're kind of guided levels for the first couple. Um, and you'll start off, you know, okay, build a lecture hall. Okay. Now you're going to hire a teacher to, to staff that lecture hall. Um, you need to have a dormitory, maybe some bathrooms and a main course. What's your main course going to be? Let's say it's, you know, building robots. So that'll be your first course. You'll start off. Then once you've kind of built a small campus, you will open your school's doors, right? And that's when the very much like the, uh, you know, real-time management, the challenge comes into play because as students arrive on campus, they all have their own demands. They have their own needs that have to be met besides just like what they want. They have, you know, certain students behave a certain way, some of them might be more prone to, you know, hygiene issues, which is going to stink up the place and lower your rating. Um, some of them, like the the vampire kid, really <laughs> likes, you know, emo. You know, he wants you to put up posters and coffins around the campus. It's very silly stuff. But so as people are coming in, you are kind of going through the requests and deciding, do I want to spend money on upgrading my campus in this way? Yes or no. And, you know, you've got these goals as you like, you want to kind of get, uh, you want to get your, your star ratings up on your campus. Um, and there's just a lot of challenges that come with once you introduce, you know, the, the SIM element, once you open your school doors, how do I make money? How do I keep these people nurtured while also dealing with all of the, the problems that come with 
people and you know wear and tear and upkeep on a building but it's it's really fun because the classes that you get to build just the all of the customization you know you get to really if you like the sims this is a net net i actually was talking to blake's girlfriend um or blake blake's lady friend i'm not sure their exact um i haven't seen their facebook status <laughs> on what their official title is but blake's lady friend uh, irl is a big sims player and she was telling me uh, like three weeks ago that like she just no life's the sims and she was kind of curious of what other games you know might be coming up that uh, she should check out. And I was like, well, I think like the natural step from the Sims is something like two point campus. This is at the time I was like, it's about to come out in a few weeks. I got to play a preview for it. It's really fun. If you like customizing buildings and like tending to people's needs, it's like the next natural step of that. But yeah, overall I, I really dig two point campus. Jesse, have I summarized it? Well, have I just been rambling? Am I, are we missing anything kind of to catch up listeners up to speed? Uh, as well as I just want to know your general thoughts. I, I think you did you did a good job summarizing it. And like nur- nurturing was like a big, uh, I think a big theme of this game is like you were not just setting down a building and setting down a room and kind of walking away. Like you are very much involved in these these students' lives. Like they, like you said, they have needs and all this stuff. So like you are constantly having to build new rooms and kind of spin a bunch of different plates. Like you, you you know bathrooms are one thing showers are another having enough sleeping spaces for everybody uh having a proper level of entertainment like making sure that there's a student union and a room uh that like the, they can just go blow off some steam and hang out and play some games like having outdoor you can schedule areas. events at those rooms you can schedule like dances or if you have the stage unlocked you can schedule like a, a performance setting down that dance floor so much fun it's just like super colorful bunch of yeah. tiles yeah, and there's a whole bunch of other stuff. Like you have to hire janitors to make sure that the place is staying clean and like fixing broken showers and toilets and air conditioners. Temperature is a whole other thing. Like uh, some levels are really cold during the winter, so you have to make sure there's heating and, and all this stuff. And like uh, the game will tell you if a student is like failing and you can like set up private tuition for them and like have them go and get tutored. And you are very much involved in making sure that these students not only like keep paying their tuition because it keeps the lights on, but also make it through all four years and graduate. Cause like you do get a, like a stat list at the end of every year that says like how many students failed, who dropped out, were any expelled, how many are moving on to their next year? Did they graduate and stuff? So you get to like follow all of these students like on their journey through a bunch of different themes. There's wizard school, there's sports school, there's night school, there's cooking school, there's science school, like so many different music archaeology, school, archeology. Yeah, there's a ton of really cool. And the campaign kind of takes you through all of them. And then there's a big sandbox mode that you can go play around in once you've kind of seen everything. You can go just build whatever you want. It's really, it's it's, it's a good yeah, time. Yeah, and you definitely want to play through the campaign because that's how you unlock, you know. Uh, I guess in the sandbox mode, they probably have everything unlocked, don't they? I haven't, I've only been playing the campaign. The campaign is like the best way to do it because it really slowly rolls yeah. out all the concepts to you and um, yeah. shows you a bunch of different stuff. And, and also like you start off with a lot of basic stuff like... Uh, you know, you have like one type of carpet and one type of bed and one type of plant uh, and you unlock like this currency. I think they call it kudos uh, mm-hmm. and you can use those to buy more like lavish and luxury items and cool stuff like outdoor rose gardens and fountains and different types or of posters. A, and, a punching bag or machine. punching bag. You can set up a, a gym a for your stand. students. Yeah. And yeah. you have to hire people to like manage the library and there's each class has special bookcases that'll help them learn better. And, and then there's also like you can train your staff and give them new because everybody has traits and like things they're good at 
uh, and you have like a list of applicants who want to work at your school. And so you are kind of fielding these these applicants and screening them to see who you want to work. And of course, they all have like salaries you have to pay and all of that. And so it's like, okay, well, this person's like really qualified. They have like some really great traits, but they're $35,000 for their salary versus this less experienced teacher is only $24,000. Do I like, do I want to spend that extra money uh, to get those, those benefits they offer or not? And you can run out of money quickly. Oh yeah. Yeah. Building rooms is expensive and you can buy new plots of land to expand your campus. So like if you run out of room, you could buy like another plot of land and you can buy it with a building already pre-built on it to save you time. But that costs an extra like 30 or 40 grand up front. And like each plot of land you buy gets increasingly more expensive. So you have to like really budget. You could take out loans and then every month you have to like pay part of it back, you know, as as a loan works, but that cuts into your monthly costs and stuff like that. And so it is it's a balancing act. And then sometimes like you 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 have those timelines and you've also got students that are on the brink of failing and they have like it's like, oh well I need to build this thing to like help keep them around or you know there's just like random things that there's just so many different timelines you're managing it sounds like a lot of work but it's it's fun. i find it like pretty relaxing and you can kind of choose your pace at which the game moves so you can kind of slow down speed up you know you can also pause the game at any moment and like build something yeah. if you need to so you can like if you really need to just kind of like step back and reevaluate you can just totally like you hit this if you're playing on pc you just hit the space bar and it like pauses the whole screen so you can kind of mm-hmm. take stock of everything without like things keep ramping up and the character interactions are all really cute and clever. Like if you really zoom in and watch the students interact with each other, they're really funny. Your student, your classes can get invaded by like invaders and they're always like different. So like in the night school, it's like a rival school that'll come and try to like mess up yeah. things. And if you hire a security guard, uh, a janitor with a security thing, they'll spray them with like super soakers. And like, it's really fun to watch the little, the the students and staff interact with it's each other. It's all over the top too, yeah. you know, like. All of the, I mean, this game has so many animations and interactions. It, I just can't imagine like the task tracking oh, spreadsheet they had wild. in production. There are so many animations and yeah, everything's really exaggerated. If you haven't figured that out, you know, the culinary school they have, you have to build the gastrology class and it's this like 20 by 20 <laughs> giant, like copper with a thing yeah yeah, it's huge with like a giant hamburger in it that's like the size of like 30 people um (laughs) and you know students are just gathering around it taking notes of this giant hamburger like it's all very stupid stuff it's that very uh you know two point studios has a very i'd say like dry humor yeah kind of like british like that british humor uh it's a very funny game and like even even like as you're just like idling you know, the the school announcements will play and they're always something dumb. There's a few times that I've like laughed out loud at like just like the dumb stuff they say. Um, yeah, it's I, I like the game a lot. Jesse, are you we've kind of described the game to people. How are you liking it? I'm enjoying it. I think I think like a lot of what we said has been sort of built around like how outlandish this game can be. Uh, like, for instance, it, this one really gets me every time is uh, a bunch of my students got sick and they all had pumpkin heads. And I don't know why, but they were all had like jack-o'-lantern heads. And I, it was like a Halloween That happened to me in college, level. actually. Oh, oh, did it? Did you yeah, have to go to the twice. nurse's office and they spun you around really fast and then the pumpkin came off? 
Is no, that, is that a how sledgehammer you... to the Oh, they just, they just cracked it open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I heard I heard that happen to a guy once. You know, it's, it's wild. Classic hazing. Yeah, yeah just wild. <laughs> um, and so, like, I was like, what's going on with all these pumpkin heads? How did this happen? And then I learned it was, like, a sickness, and I had to go, like, build a medical center. And, like, there was just a line around the block of all these pumpkin heads, like, going into the medical office, going into this, like, tube, spinning around and being, like, shot back out. Uh, and, and so like that, those moments are like really funny, but I, I do find some of it a little frustrating. I think like sometimes I'm trying to do a thing and it's not, it's just not working as it should be, or like it's giving me a task and it's like send 30 students to private tuition and have them increase their grades. And like, that's as simple as like building a private tuition room, clicking on a student, clicking, send a private tuition, having them go over and do the thing. And like sometimes I'll click on them and they just like won't do what I want them to do. And I can't tell if that's like a design choice because like college students are stubborn. And like when I was sick in college, I would never go to the doctor. I would just tough it out. And so I don't know if that's what they're trying to replicate here or if the game is just not always doing the thing I need them to do. Sometimes I'd like to be a little more hands off once I have everything kind of in place. And like I feel like I need to micromanage all the time. And I wish there was like a way to pull back a little bit on that. One time, and I, I've, I've told this to Alex before, but my, my favorite moment in this entire game so far, um, one of the th- requirements for beating the level was like, get all of your students to have an average grade of B+. Okay, you know, build a bunch of libraries, build get a really good teacher in there, make sure your students are happy, and I just couldn't do it. It was just like, B was as high as they would go. So I expelled all of my students that didn't have an A. I expelled every single one of them. Yeah, you did. And I had like four students left, but my average was an A plus (laughs) and I beat the level. And I like, I tanked it. Like I had no tuition. I had no money. Like I completely tanked the level, but I beat it because I had to expel everyone. And I don't know if that was intentional, but like, that's what I did. (laughs) And I appreciate that they let me do that. Yeah, I kind of like that. That's what you had to do. I don't know. It's like a weird, like, is that a is that a negative or a pro? Like I think it's I think it's funny. I think it's and yeah, it fits. Yeah. Like, and and you know it's college creative. is cutthroat. Yeah. Some sometimes you know college have very high standards. They're like if you don't have an A in this college, you know you're you're out of here. And and they're very playful with that. That's sort of like college is a business. Um, but also like you want to see your students grow, and it is kind of that balance of like, do I cut the teacher salaries here because we need the money? The students students will give you requests too. They'll be like, hey. Can we get this thing on campus? Can we get this club? Can we do this? And it's like, is it in the budget? Uh, I don't think so. Because at first I was yeah. like, yeah, saying yes to everything. I was like, yeah, yep. students can have whatever they want. Like, I'm I'm going to be the best <laughs> campus overseer and then ever. you've got 10 requests that you can't even fulfill. Because you have no zero money dollars. I can't pay anybody. Yeah. I have to take out a loan. The loans are incredibly predatory. I'm paying like 19% interest on these things. Like, yeah. just mm. bad time. Yeah, I um, overall, I really I really enjoy it. I, again, don't have a score for it. I just really like and this is in my review, but I like how Two Point Hospital and Two Point Studio or Two Point Studios in general, right? Their games are tackling subject matter that is really easy to be. Shitty. You know what I mean? There it's it's public education and healthcare. And I I can imagine a number of scenarios in which uh, a, a studio just botches it because of the subject matter, right? But because it's like these it's these subjects that I have like a very cynical outlook towards 
but somehow they approached them with like whimsy. And I think it's because like as a business owner in two point, you are forced to take care of people, right? Like your goal is to make money, your business. But in order to do that, you truly have to, you know, nurture, right? And I think that's like the main difference in these games and like the real side of these topics is like there are almost measures in place. I mean, granted, you could do what Jesse did and expel everybody. To Sometimes get, you like just that. gotta. Yeah, like, and, and it's cool that you can do that, but I feel like the default is more of a uh, a positive approach, kind of a, a positive spin and a, and a whimsical angle on these things. And I, and I think it's just like something that I, I pointed out in my review that I think it's like I kind of want to give them, no pun intended, kudos uh, for continuing oh. to like... Oh yeah, for <laughs> continuing to kind of like make me I don't know, I feel like in the genre right now of of sim games, I don't want to throw anybody under the bus, but there's like a lot of kind of like again crappy takes on things on like, you know, drugs and um I've just seen a lot of stuff that is like not really handled that well. Uh, it's subject matter and like they gamify the subject matter without like examining it a message or like yeah yeah Yeah. and so i think it's cool that they've kind of and i think the humor helps like they they point out like i don't have anything specific in my brain but there's been several times where i'm like oh that was funny because they're kind of also like crapping on the public education system and how predatory it is a lot of the announcements are like playing around with like just different different things about this system that are are funny and it's like you know like it it, it has that level that right level of humor uh and one of the things uh when i was when i did the preview for this game a couple months ago i got to speak to some of the devs and i was asking kind of like what the biggest um difference between hospital and campus was outside of it obviously being two different entities but like what lessons did they learn and, and and sort of what did they take forward with them and they said like the biggest thing was like in a hospital you're in and you're out like you're you're there because you're sick and you need to get better and then you leave. nobody hangs out in a hospital uh and they were like with campus it was like we really wanted that experience of like, well my dad would actually beg to differ fair. he seems to really like the hospital <laughs> he's valid had an, an extended stay these days <laughs> i walked right into that one um, i almost just did like a spit tape <laughs> and so with campus they wanted it to like grow and nurture and and like they really wanted you to like stick with these these students for the four years and and really kind of show that like this is a place that people live and hang out and it's a community and all this stuff and and so they were like yeah that's kind of like what we've we've brought over and i think that's like kind of the biggest defining difference from hospital to campus is sort of i click on students and i like recognize their names because they've i've had to deal with them before I've seen them around in other parts of the campus in different years. And I'm like, oh, this is a, a third year. Like, they're almost going to graduate. Like, let's make sure that they get what they need and move on. And, like, with hospital, I didn't really have that. It was like, oh, you've got uh, clown syndrome. You're going to – we're going to wash the face paint off you, and you're going to be healthy, and you're going to walk out the door. Oh, you look yeah. like Sonic. Yeah. We need to fix you. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I like it a lot. I like these games. I hope they keep making them. I'm excited to see like the DLC because they had a pretty long uh, tail on Hospital. Yeah, and they they published a lot of content after launch. So I'm excited to see like I've already seen like you know a lot of the courses are really creative and and 
and clever and I am constantly looking like the main driving factor for me in the campaign is to unlock more courses by gaining those stars. Um, and it's always fun to see like which ones you unlock. Can I pitch you on a DLC? Oh yeah. Pitch me please. Okay. So Sega, you know, two point studios, Sega, Yakuza campus where you are taught by Kazuma Kiryu. That is a very, you could have Goro Majima as a teacher. That would make a lot of money. I would play the heck out of that. Dang. You got to write that up. <laughs> we got to get that out. I got to pitch podcast. that. Yeah, you got to pitch that. Uh, that's a really good idea. I like that a lot. Dang, Just a bunch of people beat good. each other up in the industry. Yeah. <laughs> that's really cool. I like that. Well, cool. Well, that's Two Point Campus. Check out our reviews. Uh, you can check mine out on video or on the website, GameInformer.com or YouTube.com slash GameInformer. If you're listening to this, go check out. Uh, see what our final results were, our final takeaways. Of course, we are recording this a couple of days before our reviews go up. So I mean, I can only speak for myself, but I'm still working on mine. So, you know, um, things are subject to change and shift. So go check out uh, the channel. Go check out the website. Uh, Jess, Jesse, where can people uh, see your review? Primagames.com or my Twitter because I'm going to post it both places. And what's your Twitter? At Jesse Vitelli. If you found Mama Vitelli, you've come to the right place. Perfect. Let's get into the playlist. Wes, you have been playing a, a gem from 2020, Ghost Runner. I have played the I played the original I think I played a preview of this game uh, back in early 2020 and really liked it. I think it was part of the Steam Demo Fest back then. Uh, and really dug it. But I never played the full release because I am dumb. Uh, also I was very busy. Tell us about your time playing this game. Um, so I picked up Ghost Runner back when it came out um, because it is a cyberpunk um, like samurai slasher, like first person slasher kind of game. Um, and it has lots of neon lights which and, and good synthwave music. So I'm sold. It's really all it takes. But ironically enough, I was also about to start work on a big guide project for Cyberpunk 2077 when I was freelancing, so I had to put that game down to play Cyberpunk 2077, and then that took up the rest of my year, and I just never got back to it until this past um, weekend, where I was like, you know what, I'm going to play Ghost Runner. It's got some lovely PS5 upgrades. They got a ray tracing 60 FPS mode and 120 FPS mode, um, which sounds great. And I booted it up, and like 24 hours later, I was done with this game. Not because it's super short. It's like seven hours, but I just could not put it down. It is, um, I wrote about it on the site, which you can read. Um, kind of just me talking about how much I love this game, because I legit think it's probably one of my favorite games of all time now. It's, I just had such a blast Dang. with it. Yeah, but it's basically like a hyper-fast Mirror's Edge, so faster than Mirror's Edge, meets Katana Zero. If you didn't play Katana Zero, that is another game that I think everybody should play. It's so good. That is a 2D, funnily enough, like another game where you play as a dude with a sword who just has to kill a bunch of people. Um, And like every encounter is kind of like a puzzle because if you get hit once, you die. So you really have to like nail the encounter. You have to figure out the best way to kill 10, 20 enemies in a room without dying. Um, And that basically equates to never stopping. Um, hence the name Ghost Runner. You're doing a lot of running, which it, it sounds frustrating on paper. I died probably like a thousand times in this game, but it instantly reloads you right to the start of the encounter so you can get right back in it. 
um, which I appreciated because before I could even get frustrated at messing up my last run or this enemy that got a cheap shot on me or something, blah, blah, blah. Um, I was already running headfirst right into the enemies. So like it's, I, it's, it's, um, the story's, the story's great. It's, it's a, it's a fun little cyberpunk story. It's not doing anything groundbreaking in that genre. You know, it's about, uh, like transhumanism and you know, what makes a person a human and that kind of stuff. But the gameplay is just so freaking good. It's one of those games where you're like a video. It's just a video game, video game. Like it feels good. You don't want to put it down. You just want to keep playing. Um, it has DLC, which I'm about to start very soon. And yeah, I just like adored every aspect of this game. I could not get enough of it. That's rad. I, um, I've been recently playing Mirror's Edge and... Unfortunately, I mean, it doesn't. There's parts that don't run great on Steam Deck because I was specifically looking for a game like that on Steam Deck, and Mirror's Edge is one of my all-time favorites. Um, does this run well on on Steam Deck? I actually played it on PlayStation, so I'm not. Oh, too you said sure. that. You said that. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I think it's verified. I think uh, I'm gonna have to check that out because everything you're saying, I just love games like this. You know, 3D plat. I mean, they're 3D platformers, but there's almost like I feel like they needed another name. It's like momentum-based 3D platformers. Yeah. Whatever you would call Neon White. Neon White yeah. is like another version of this type of game. Yeah, like almost like pathfinding. Like a, I don't know. Like, yeah, it just, dude, I love these games so much. Um, and I should be ashamed of myself for not for not supporting one of them when it came out. But That's how I feel. Yeah, your, your fervor for it your, uh, has really kind of been contagious. And I redownloaded it a couple days ago when you're when you're talking about it on twitter and i think that's going to be i've got a couple trips coming up and assuming it runs on steam deck that is going to be like the game that i play on those trips i think I need to go back and finish it i when it came yeah. out i played like half of it i was playing on pc mm. and i was having some crashes and some technical issues and i was like yeah this just I need, needed issues. a couple this needs a couple more months they'll iron it out and like from what i've heard from what wes you've been saying and and just word of mouth over over the past year or so like it sounds like it's gotten all the love it needed and like 505 yeah. picked it up at, at one point a while back and like they've really been supporting it and so yeah i should go back and finish that game because it like you hit the nail on the head like it is a third sort of like first person 3d katana zero it is like yeah you are lining up how you are going to kill you have to like really map out your course before you do the run mm -hmm. doing the run a couple times and like really learning the intricacies of every every level and it feels so good when you hit it yeah and every level includes like a new way to move or to interact with the stage and every single addition to your arsenal of tools or movement abilities like was awesome in my opinion which is like the best thing a game like that can do there's like a few things that aren't great there's like one particular boss fight that just really is slow and that's not what you want in a game like this like you want everything to be fast-paced but on that same note there's a boss fight that is reminded me of lady butterfly in sekiro um where it oh, is wow. extremely challenging and super fast-paced um, but in Sekiro, you could take more than one hit. And in this game, you cannot. And it is wild in the best way. It's it's a, it's a super difficult game. And I think I've from what I've read, like reading comments on my story and stuff like that, like a lot of people have kind of gotten tripped up on the difficulty. And it's it's like one of those games where you die a lot and you kind of feel like you suck at it and maybe it's not for you. But I I think like you're supposed to, at least 
it worked for me. Like I told myself I suck at this, but I'm going to keep playing. And then it just kind of clicks and you become like this, like Katana God. Um, so if you've played this game and you're like, this is too difficult for me, or this is tough, or this, I'm dying too much. It's embarrassing or blah, 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 whatever. Like just keep playing and it's okay. There's no penalty for death, like whatsoever. You just get reloaded right back at the start and you get to try over and over again. I have some encounters in a, in a stage. So stages have like multiple encounters. I have encounters where I died like 160 times and I was just throwing my head against a wall for like an hour and a half straight. But when you get it, it's like the best feeling in the world. You're like at a flow state almost. Literally, yeah. It's just like complete mastery of a level. I love that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. That's why I like Neon White so much too. Yeah. It's like to get through it, like you have to, you have to get the run down, you know? Um, and it's so satisfying when you do. So I love that we're getting more of these games. We need more. Mm-hmm. I, I wonder if we'll get a Ghost Runner too. They, they seems are. Like, yeah. They oh, they are? are? Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That seems like a, a game that that concept can be carried a long way and you can... It's almost like more of a... I feel like some games are very much... Uh, I don't know what the right word is. This seems like a very content-focused game where like you have this core idea that works really well. Let's just build out a bunch of levels and just let people you know, figure out the best way to use those tools. Whereas I think other games, the focus is elsewhere. Um, but yeah, I, I'm excited to check this out. And the DLC too. What's the? Do you know what the DLC is called? Project underscore hell. Yeah. You Project play, underscore hell? Yeah, you play... Well, it's like an underscore. It's like a cool little stylish yeah, yeah. underscore but yeah project hell <laughs> um it's a two it's like two to three hours i think and you play as cool. one of the bosses um from the game which is a cool oh, idea i haven't started yet but that boss is especially cool it's the one that i was the lady butterfly type boss that's that sick. i was talking oh, about heck yeah. yeah does ghost runner have a level editor no but it needs one or oh, like a forge yeah. mode or something like that yeah it has more of these games a... need to have stuff like that because like it could just live forever Right, yeah, or I mean, I'm sure modding. I'm not. I don't really mess around with mods too much, but I'm sure games like Neon White and Ghost Runner and stuff, modders are, you know, going wild for that kind of stuff. Um, it does have some new modes, I think, that came after launch. It has like a wave-based mode, like an endless wave, and then it has one where you have to, like, a, it's almost like a challenge objective mode, like get through this level in this in four minutes without taking a single hit or without dying once. Way too hard for me. I'm not really into like the super hardcore challenge stuff like that but there's a lot of content there now in 2022 so if you waited two years like me to play this game um it's okay it's um it's the best cyberpunk game of 2020 your feast wow. word well speaking of the best cyberpunk game of 2022 imo stray i beat that game and holy cow what a way to end a game i'm I think I've decided I'm going to, I think we can talk about it without spoilers. I feel like. Yeah. I've been trying to decipher your tweet about it because I think I might've missed something or something. I don't know. It is. It is option. I think like you can walk away from. Okay. So it is that I, I did walk away and I was like, Oh, what am I, what am I supposed to be doing right now? Like I'm just waiting. And then are we talking about, I I guess I could say the window. Should we just say spoilers? Should we say spoilers? Yeah. About it. Yeah, we could yeah. It's a short okay. game. People that yeah, And we don't yeah. we don't need to get into the super detail about all the stuff that happens, but I think that the one thing you are talking about is just like a visual, right? Yeah, okay. Here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take a quick <laughs> break so that we can go to housekeeping. We got a couple listener questions 
And then we're going to talk about the ending of Stray at the end of this podcast. So, And we've only got like three questions, so it's going to be super quick. But I just want people to be able to get the rest of the show before we dive in. Because i got some, some things to say about the ending of Stray. We'll be right back after this. All right, let's get into housekeeping. Of course, we always start housekeeping off with a new podcast review. If you take the time out of your week to go and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, uh, we want to read it off and say thank you. Uh, This week is a special review because this person has been supporting my podcast since back in the OK Beast days. I remember specifically Stay at Home Gamer started listening to Jump Masters, my old Apex Legends podcast. Uh, I, I used to step into some of his streams. Uh, it was it was a really cool relationship, and um, it was a cool moment in Apex uh, at the very beginning of the game when there was a bunch of fanfare behind it, a bunch of hype, and I had a podcast about it, and Stay at Home Gamer has been listening um, all the way since back then. Uh, so we have a five-star review from Stay at Home Gamer. They say, I got you, AVA, because I was asking for reviews. Uh, Stay at Home Gamer, Mike says, listening to the latest episode of the Game Informer Show encouraged me to write a review. Alex Van Aken and I go a little ways back when I was streaming and he was at OK Beast. Been following the Game Informer show for years, and when Alex Van Aken came to Game Informer, I knew things were just going to get better. The cast and crew has have been so awesome for the past couple years, taking the changes with heart, and this change is not going to be any different. The GI show will always be a source of great personalities, laughs, and fun, no matter who is hosting or on the panel. I agree. Uh, sad to see so many people that I have been reading and listening to go for such a long time, but this will still be a staple to my podcast listening each and every week. You're going to do a great job hosting AVA and all of your coworkers are going to be the best support you could ask for. Signed, Stay at Home Gamer, aka Mike. Thank you, Mike, for that very lovely review. Uh, it not only helps us out in on iTunes, but it helps us out mentally. I really appreciate that, Mike. Uh, thank you for taking time out of your week to leave that review, my friend. Yeah. That's awesome. Uh, let's get on to our weekly recommendations. This is part of the show where we recommend something from the website. I'm going to go first in case Wes and Jesse need time to, to pull their recommendations together. Um, but my weekly recommendation is actually going to be Wes's Ghost Runner piece. It is called Ghost Runner is the cyberpunk game you should have played in 2020. Kind of goes along with what we've been uh, talking about uh, on the podcast today. But uh, more detail, um, you know. It's, it's a really fun read. And actually, we might be turning that into a video for the channel. We were talking about that today. So go check that out. Uh, Jesse, I warned you ahead of time that we were doing this. Uh, what is your weekly recommendation? Hopefully one from Prima. If you have one from Game Informer, that's cool too. I, You did warn me ahead of time. What you did not warn me was that you were going to take my pick, which was oh. the Ghost Runner <laughs> piece on Game Informer. Oh, well, that's fine. You can do the Ghost Runner piece. <laughs> Um, that was I'll my recommendation. Yeah. However, I would also like to recommend Just pick a random one. <laughs> the Live Alive review, Sizzling oh, Short Stories, because perfect. more people should play Live Alive. I have not gotten to it yet. But when you get a cool gem like that from Japan coming over here in that beautiful HD2D style, according to this review, Game Informer gave it a nine. So you know. A lot of people like that game. It's, it's rocking. Not just us. Right. A lot of people like that game, so you should. What, you should what check about it over out. on Prima? What should people check out on Prima? Anything in particular? Um, the thing I'm gonna, I'm always going to um, 
plug for the rest of my life is the uh, Final Fantasy XIV nightclub feature I did uh, where I interviewed members of the community uh, who put on nightclubs in Final Fantasy XIV housing. Uh, it is called um, the Final Fantasy XIV club scene is all the rage, life of the party finder. It's a really cool deep dive into all of the uh, ins and outs of running your own nightclub and the Twitch DJs that participate and you know all the weird cool stuff like art auctions and other stuff that go on in just a community run part of the game. That's freaking awesome. Yeah, that rules. I I don't I don't know if I've read that. You got to send that to me cuz that sounds sick, dude. It's an oldie that, but a goodie. I, yeah, yeah, that community reporting. Super cool. Uh Wes, over to you. What's your weekly recommendation? Um I'm I think we talked about your Rollerdrome preview last week or you just talked about Rollerdrome, but you have a very very nice video um to accompany the preview. Yeah. Now. And I think everybody should go watch that on um YouTube. I think it's a nice indication of where um you're trying to take kind of our YouTube um in this new era of GI and I think it's like a really classy, stylish, um awesome way to talk about a game you like. And um Everybody should go and watch it and then just let it play a few more times. Yeah, just free to times. mute it. And, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. keep it going. <laughs> awesome. Uh, thanks for that, Wes. I appreciate that. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to, um, you know, I just want to be a star, you know. I just want to have my face in lights. You should. You should. And, it's a good you face. Know, so I just figured I would uh, put my face in more videos on Game Informer. Uh, no, in all seriousness, I, I am trying to kind of not reinvent but just kind of make some new formats that are uh, a little more um personable and uh, you know i think one of the comments that always irks me and but it's also understandable with all the change we've gone through is when i like work really hard on a video and i put it out and some random dude on youtube will be like who who's this you know like they've been following game informer for years and they still don't know who i am and i'm like okay well maybe that's maybe that's indicative of you know, maybe we need more personalized content so that, you know, when people come to the channel, they know who, who, you know, who's talking. And, uh, so yeah, that kind of, that kind of feedback kind of shaped. And I know that's kind of like, that's like kind of bad faith feedback, but I try to look for, uh, for maybe what the true message is. And I, that was also something I was feeling myself was, Hey, I want to make this more personalized. So yeah, go check out that video. Uh, on the YouTube channel. I think my, I've got a couple more videos coming up this next week or two that fall more in that format. Um, so yeah, those are our weekly recommendations for the week. Uh, real quick, twitch.tv slash game informer, head over there on Thursday and Friday, 2 PM central on Friday. I think our, our back end programmer, John Woody is going to making be making. Well, last week was his stream debut on replay, but I think this week, He's going to be streaming Final Fantasy 14. The only video game that John plays is Final Fantasy 14. Uh, and so I think John is going, I'm actually after this podcast going to be helping him set up the stream. Um, so yeah, John is awesome. Uh, if you great did, voice, he, yeah, great voice. Like dude, he's got sultry tones. You might not be familiar with him. He doesn't really have a social media presence. He's been on one game informer video before, and that was last week. So he's, he's a new face, but uh, he's been with Game Informer for a year, year and a half now. Uh, he joined, I think, shortly after I joined. Um, and yeah, man, he's he's just a gem. John is awesome. Um, he he's one of the backbone pieces of our backbone, keeping the site alive. And um, you know, you have him to thank for for ha- having such a great and functioning website. Now, 
you're going to get to see him stream. So uh, I hope you all come and support John. If you like Final Fantasy 14, I think uh, this is going to be a cool stream. So yeah, twitch.tv slash Game Informer. Friday, probably around 2 p.m. Central. Lastly, head over to youtube.com slash Game Informer. We've got our two-point campus review. Oh, we also have a second YouTube channel now. This is a, I should have led with this. We have a new YouTube channel. It's called Game Informer Shows, and it is going to be the new home for episodes of the Game Informer Show. Um, I know there was a lot of feedback about people wanting that to stay on YouTube. So we made a second channel for it. That's also where our live stream archives are going to go in the future. Uh, we're also talking about maybe getting our other podcasts up on there. So, you know, any of that kind of stuff that you might want to listen to, you can find on that channel. Uh, again, youtube.com. I think we just unlocked a custom URL, but we haven't we haven't filled it in yet. But just search YouTube, YouTube or Game Informer shows on YouTube and you'll find it. But yeah, I think that's all the housekeeping. Make sure to follow Jesse at Jesse Vitelli on Twitter. If you see Mama Vitelli, that's where you're supposed to be. Follow Wes at LeBlanc Wes. You can follow me at It's Van Aken. And again, make sure to go say thank you for me to our new audio editor, Matt Storm at DJ underscore Stormageddon on Twitter. They are our new audio editor. And they are making my life a lot easier. We are, of course, paying them uh, just to make that clear. I, I made it sound like, you know, oh, go and go and, you know, follow them. Get them their exposure. Cause that's what <laughs> like for them. like. Yeah, like for like. No, we are paying Matt. But I do. They are doing me a huge solid. Um, so I would appreciate if you went and showed them some love. All right. That's going to do it for housekeeping this week. Let's get into a quick listener email section. Uh, you can do so. You can submit your own at podcast at gameinformer.com or by submitting a question in the Game Informer show channel in our Discord, which you get access to by subscribing on Twitch. If you have any issues, you can email me, alexvanaken at gameinformer.com. Uh, but this week, we've got some tweets that we're going to reply to. We've got three. Uh, the first one comes from Ryan Tatum at No Way Ryan Tatum saying, What's your favorite gaming news headline you've written or seen while in the business? That is a, I feel like mine would be like a hard drive article. Oh yeah. There's some good hard drive or, articles out there. Or a game enforcer article. Um, <laughs> yeah. We have some good ones. My favorites yeah. are the ones that seem like they would be hard drive articles and then they're just not, they're just yeah. real. Uh, I can tell you the favorite one I written. I wrote a new story on a fire emblem eight mod that turned the thing into Gilmore girls. And all the characters were Gilmore Girls characters. And then I played through it. It was very good. Oh, it's like a full mod for it? it, it it's like three game? levels or whatever. And they uh, turn okay. all the characters and there's like custom dialogue. And it's like a whole little story involving all the characters from Gilmore Girls. And it's very good. That's sick. Do you remember the headline? It was probably like, this mod turns Final Fantasy VIII into Gilmore Girls. <laughs> Fair. Fair. Uh, Wes, what about you? I'm trying to think of some that um, just random ones out there. Uh, but I have this one at the top of my head. It's my favorite one that I've written for Game Informer. Um, is father of newborn child uses free time to get trophies added to Bug Snacks DLC. Still doesn't have Peace Walker Platinum. Um, <laughs> so I was here for like a week, and then the industry decided to gang up on Kind of Funny's Greg Miller, and just completely roast him. And I've been a fan of Kind of Funny for since their start, and I know a lot of information about Greg because of the podcasts that they put out. They put out a ton. And I just got to unload, like just really roast this dude that I've been a fan of for years. And um, it was awesome. It was cool getting to come here in one weekend, just roasting 
one of my inspirations in this industry. I think that's a really cool thing that GI let me do. And I'm proud of that headline. <laughs> it's a good headline. <laughs> Thank you. My favorite headline I've written is probably um, my Game Boy Advance mod piece. Just I modded my Game Boy Advance SP and didn't burn my house down. Uh, I feel like it's very effective at, you know, I don't know what I'm doing, but I did the thing. Come look at it. Um, but I, I want to shout out Fanbyte because Fanbyte has some of the best headlines I've seen. I don't have any particular one pulled up, but I always, always see them on Twitter and they get me to click in a lot of time. Also, they just are mad funny. Um, yeah. Fanbyte, they kill it in the headline game. Yeah, they do. Um, and like this one right here, I met a guy doing McDonald's role play in Destiny 2. Like, what the hell is that? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. It's the headlines that seem like they would be hard drive articles, but are just yeah. articles. Um, I do have one. I do have another article uh, that I wrote that I was pretty proud of the headline. And it was a two point hospital Sonic collaboration show. Sonic fans have always been sick. <laughs> That's, <good. laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, thank you for the question, Ryan. Next question comes from, oh, Matt at TJ underscore Stormageddon. What's the oldest game in your backlog that you still haven't played but want to? Chrono Trigger. Mine is probably... Uh... Well, what do, what, do, what do they mean by oldest? Do they mean like it has been in your backlog the longest or like like it was it came out and is the, the oldest? Because like Chrono Trigger is probably like time timeline-wise like the oldest game that I would go back and play that I haven't played in my backlog. I would say it's probably uh, relative to you. What okay. is the game that you've wanted to play for the longest but haven't? Mm, okay. Probably Dragon Quest Eight. That's been on my backlog since I was like a kid. I just never got into it. Yeah. Mine's probably uh oh, uh Mercenaries. Oh. What or, is that? No, I'm thinking not mercenaries. I'm thinking uh Spec Ops the oh, line. Oh, Spec Ops the Line. I West just, just played that. that off my backlog like <laughs> last week. Yeah, that or uh probably Fallout New Vegas. You haven't played I've Fallout New Vegas? One. I've never played that. You gotta play Fallout either. New Vegas. Oh, you both need to play Fallout New Vegas. Yeah. Does it hold up today though? I'm worried yes. that like Yeah. Okay, cool, cool. It, it it holds up the same the same way that like Fallout 3 does. You know what I mean? But okay. I think yeah, yeah, New yeah. Vegas is just a better game. I'm am, going yeah. to Vegas this weekend for the first time. Then you should play mm. New Vegas after and compare and contrast. You can go to Evo and Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> really? No. <laughs> they have the Mandalay Bay Resort. <laughs> yeah, it's wild. <laughs> Mine, Spec Ops was one of them. Resident Evil 4 was also one of them, but I went sicko mode last week and I played Spec Ops and then also Resident Evil 4. So I knocked off two big hitters. The oldest one is probably System Shock 2. I've played a lot of it, but I haven't rolled credits on it. And as someone who really loves Bioshock, it's kind of like I just have to. But it's not the easiest game to play, um, especially unmodded. I have a better answer, uh, and it's also the oldest of the games on my list. Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I'm right there I, with you. you I've never play played a Metal. I've never. I played Metal Gear Five and really liked it, uh, but I've never played like the Metal Gear series besides like that ten hours that I played. And I love stealth games, um, so I feel like I would really like those games. Where they're like, I, I've always wanted to play the series because I've never touched it, but it's not an easy series to play. I feel like um, with the Steam in its entirety. Oh, I've never even thought about that. Although I, I downloaded Metal Gear on emu, an emulator. I'm not sure because I know there's that whole like memory card thing, right? It's more of a gimmick oh. than anything. I don't know how you get around it in the emulation 
uh, series, but I'm sure there is a way. Yeah. It's just one boss fight. Yeah, I'll have to figure that out. Dang, I might do that. Yeah. I. Uh... There's that remastered collection for uh, 360. That yeah, I but think that is didn't backwards include... Compatible. The... I don't think it has one, but I think it has, it's two, three, and four, which yeah. are like, I think the harder of the ones to get. You could also yeah. play Snake Eater on DS if you really want to go that route. If you really want to play Metal Gear Solid 3, you can play it on the <laughs> Nintendo DS. Word. Well, uh, cool. Thank you for that question, Matt. Uh, last one from SSGT, Super Saiyan, Goku. Gran Turismo. Yeah, or Super Saiyan Sergeant Dutch. <laughs> Super Saiyan GT Dutch or Sergeant Dutch. Senior Sergeant Dutch. I don't know. Uh, thanks for the question. Hey, y'all. Have you heard any updates on when Switch Sports Golf will drop? Are any other games coming out for it? The Golf Update and Stalker 2 are my most anticipated games right now. Game on. Mad respect. That's a very good combination. Two types of people. DLC and Stalker 2. Uh, Stalker 2 is also one of my most anticipated games. I haven't heard anything about the golf update. I haven't even played Switch Sports. I, I forgot to. it was coming out. I it's forgot autumn golf was or not fall, I think. Well, those are the same thing. I think Nintendo has said, like, fall. So, possibly soon. I imagine in the next few months there'll be a Nintendo Direct sometime in the future, maybe like September, like there normally is, and that's like the perfect place for them to be like, by the way, golf is coming out today or in a couple of weeks, or you know, or maybe they'll just tweet it. They love to do that too. They love to just be like, hey, there's a golf thing that y'all have been asking about. It's here right now. Here you go, <laughs> play some golf. Word. Well, that's all the questions for this week. Keeping it kind of short. Uh, we're all very busy, uh, but I do want to talk real quick about the ending of Stray. So if you don't want to hear that, turn off the podcast. We'll see you next week. We're going to have a special Evo edition. Uh, I'm going to be in person in Vegas with John Carson. Maybe Khalif Adams will show up. Maybe Michael Hyam or Mitch Saltzman from IGN. We'll see. It's going to be a fun episode recorded in person in our hotel room. Uh, so if you have any Evo questions or fighting game questions, that'd be a great episode to ask because... We'll have a bunch of fighting game sickos on the podcast, so that'll be fun. Um, but yeah, real quick, the ending of Stray that I was talking about. Again, spoiler warning. You have five seconds to end the podcast. Meow, meow, meow. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay. The ending of Stray what, that I'm talking about is the ceiling, the roof opening up. And I just love... How they just let you sit there. Like, there is no directive. You could go and end the game if you wanted to. Or, for me, it was just, like, this really emotional scene where, yeah, it's, like, very predictable. Like, yeah, okay, I'm, I did what I, was, what I was supposed to do. I opened the city up. But I feel like so rarely in games do they just, like, let you sit in silence without, like, a character talking to you or exposition happening or you know a tutorial popping up on where to go next a waypoint whatever like it just like lets you sit there and watch the whole like also like not even a cutscene like real time like it's just you're seeing the lighting change and you're seeing the light spill out over every district of the city that you helped out with uh and it was just like really it was simple but like really effective for me and like oddly moving uh and i kind of just like sat there stunned after, especially after clementine and you could see it coming a mile away again the game is very predictable but like it just hits 
Uh, and like right, that was like five minutes after Clementine like puts herself, you know, puts you before her and like lets you escape and sacrifices herself. Um, so that, you know, that line, which is like, you know, I, my mission has always been for, to, for us to reach the outside, but I never said it had to be me or whatever. And, you know, I was like, Oh, gutted. Like thinking as a cat owner as well, like just like being an owner of a pet and how like I would, it just like, it just really hit me. And then, you know, the whole segment with, um, B12 and you, again, very predictable. B12 is going to have to sacrifice themselves here, uh, as we're hacking this and just like for them to give you those, it had to have been like two or three minutes of just silence and just watching you, the, the controller shaking the whole time and you're just watching it open. And like, I feel like you get to like bask in what you did without any interruptions. And again, it's not mandatory. It's just like, if you want to sit there, you can. And I just found it to be really beautiful. So that's why I liked it so much. Yeah. I definitely, after that moment would be 12. Cause like the, it starts you like curled up around it and like, you can yeah, see the, uh, the roof in the background kind of, moving about that. and then yeah. and then i got up and i started to to go away and i was like oh is this is this roof like actually moving like are they going to animate this entire thing like is this going to happen so i sat like perched up at the window like much like a dog looking out the window or like a you know i guess a cat looking at the window just kind of enamored it like the city below and i was looking up and i was watching it just sort of you know keep drifting open and then you can go back and you can lay down like take your little nap and so I took my nap, curled up around B12, and I for those two minutes, I just let the whole thing, you know, just open up, and I watched it all. And it kind of, like, gave you that, like, pause right before you end the game of just, like, taking it in, you know, having that moment of just peace and quiet. You've accomplished your task. You don't have someone yell, like you said, yelling at you. Like, you did it. You you accomplished your goal. It's, like, very, very somber, very quiet. Uh, and then you just get up and you finish that game. Also, just like I felt like it was poignant how like you just hear like there's no music either. Like it's all just, you know, fully like sound effects. Right. The music is all stopped. You just hear like the robots in the other room sweeping, continuing to do their jobs like nothing has changed. And meanwhile, you have effectively changed the lives of all the people that you touched who wanted to reach the surface. The guy on the rooftop in the main the first trading district who wanted to see the stars. Like I just kept reflecting back on all the characters. And again, it was simple, but effective. And I liked that they actually took the time and actually animated the whole thing. Uh, and I was like, also impressed, like technically like seeing, I feel like it's, there's a lot of assets there. Like there's a lot of, I mean, I'm sure it's just one giant block, uh, you know, but like to see this whole city, the lighting change and to see like the shadows be swept away. It was just, I, it was really effective for me. But yeah, I really like so, that team. I think I am the. You said developers always have like, here's the next thing to do, or here's a prompt, or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'm like the problem. I'm the reason why they do that because the second I realized that there was like that they wanted you to just do that, I was going all over the place. I'm like, all right, what's next? I'm I'm trying to interact with everything in the room. I'm like, okay, I laid with B12 for like five seconds. We had our sweet little <laughs> moment. What's next? I'm watching the thing. Kind of like Jesse said, I'm like, is that actually opening in real time? Or is this like, I turn my back and it opens and it does open in real time. And it takes like a, it takes minutes. Like it's a good while. I respect them for that. But I was like, all right, what's next? And then sure enough, it's just (laughs) the end of the game. It's the guide's rider. It's the guide's rider in us. It's the like, okay, what's the, what's the next thing I'm looking for? Let me take some, I got my screenshots. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) 
that's funny and i like how it just ends right there you know the 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 you know open world moment of you know the vault opens and you see the sunlight and uh the breath of the wild cave moment but just seeing the cat you know now it's just it's still just a cat you know yep you has kinda no idea for, what it just you kind of yeah you kind of forget like you think you're like this hero and it's like oh no it's just a cat he's gonna go and you know be a Do cat, cat again. stuff yeah yeah and like the cat was never i mean i guess the cat was technically stuck but like the cat was always capable of getting out uh yeah. and because it's a cat and they're smart and sh- and yeah i don't know plus if like b12 was not a robot if it was a human the cat probably would have eaten it I think, right? Isn't that, is that something cats do? They eat their owners if owners die. Maybe this is just a macabre, like, creepypasta I read once or something. But <laughs> <laughs> I think cats eat owners. You can't eat a robot, so good call to the developers there. But, Although the yeah. cat does put B12 in its mouth a lot. So, like, it may have tried. True. That's true, yeah. A little, yeah. A little acidic. Too much battery yeah. acid. Yeah. Well, that's going to do it for the show this week. Thanks, guys, for joining me. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. On short notice, too. Anytime. I felt like it was a fun episode. Yeah. Be well. I'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.